This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. And normally we would rifle through a bunch of player props uh, tied to Thursday Night Football, but it's Houston. It's Davis Mills under center, so why? <laughs> why are we going to waste our time? But let's go ahead and quickly get a pick out here, Brandon, and maybe one player prop that you might be interested in. Uh, the spread on this game is Carolina minus eight. The total is 43. So give me a projection, a prediction on the side and a game score, my friend. And also just throw out a player prop or player prediction. You know, is it going to be Brandon Cooks for like six uh, catches and 55 yards? Or is it going to be uh, Sam Darnold to Arnold? Uh, I mean, what do you got for me in this contest that only a fantasy player or spets, uh, sports better could love? All right, uh, Carolina in a walk at home against Davis Mills. I'll say 27-13. That comes out to 40 total points. So I'll take the under, but Carolina cover, to cover with ease. Um, I'll tell you one one prop I, I really like is Christian McCaffrey uh, rushing and receiving yards combined at 134.5. He's been over that number in both games. He's averaging 162.5. Uh, he has no less than 22 touches in any game of its five games under the Matt Rule regime. So I really think uh, that's one I like a whole lot. And I would I would be tempted to go plus 400 on the Sam Darnold to yeah. Dan Arnold anytime touchdown. I'm feeling it coming. Uh, the Texans have been fairly generous to the tight end position thus far uh yes they have uh so generous in fact that they have given up i'll tell you exactly what they've given up on 21 targets 18 catches 177 yards and a td to tight ends and those were jaguars and browns tight ends yes so yeah i like it Uh, i think that's a great call uh i'm gonna go 30 to uh 13 Carolina in this one. So that's right at the God, it's a push on the total 43. <laughs> I kind of like that one, too. I like the push. Can I have that one, too? I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm changing sure. mine. I get an extra field goal there in for it. It's not Graham Gano anymore. Don't ask me who it is. But, uh, yeah, whatever that kicker in Carolina is, he's getting the extra one there at the end. Yeah, I don't rank kickers. I don't really care about <laughs> them at all. Uh, and, you know, one of my favorite pl- props in this game is the under longest completion for Davis Mills at 34 and a half yards. Oh, good Lord, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, please. I mean, he's a definition of, like, a low ADOT guy. And I sadly and tearfully had to pick him up in a super flex league. I spent way too much money, I want to admit, to get him because I lost Ryan Fitzpatrick. I then lost to Rod Taylor. So he will be in my starting lineup, and I'm going to sit there with a barf bucket and purge the entire night watching it. I guarantee you right now. Uh, Other than that, you're playing DJ Moore, obviously Christian McCaffrey, uh, Robbie Anderson, a back-end wide receiver three. Uh, Same with Brandon Cooks, nothing more there. And, again, if you need a tight end, you know, uh, Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold could be a thing, could be a thing they could reap some benefit from. With that, let's get to it on this edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, buy low opportunities is the theme today, Brandon. We're going to run through our list of guys. I should go out there and make a low ball offer on to see if uh, your trade suitor will bite. And let's start off at the quarterback position in Josh Allen, a player who is uh, largely underachieved, I feel, Brandon. 
by his very high standard to begin the season, why the inaccuracies of his early career have resurfaced. He is right now through two weeks, QB 30 in adjusted completion percentage, though he is number four in average depth of target at 10.2. He has tied with Teddy Bridgewater and Trevor Lawrence for most pass attempts beyond 20 yards at 13. So I think better days are ahead, and you look at the schedule, that will most certainly be the case. You get Washington this week, 7.4 YPA allowed, and then you get Houston after that, 7.6 in that category. At Kansas City, Chiefs give up a 10.4 YPA in Tennessee, who actually got burned by Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett last weekend. So I think Josh Allen's going to get back to his dominant top three quarterback ways soon. So again, uh, you might want to throw out a six-pack of Schlitz for him. So what are your thoughts on him moving forward? Yeah, and we'll see the rushing touchdown start to come. Uh, that's something he has not had a carry inside the five-yard line yet. Expect his number to get called. And you talked about the inaccuracies uh, of Josh Allen, something that plagued him his first couple seasons. But that rushing upside, the big play upside, even in his rookie season, uh, among quarterbacks that played 12 games, he was a top 12 quarterback in fantasy points per game. His second year, still an inaccurate Josh Allen, but playing a full season was quarterback six. And then last year, obviously, he he ruled the day at the quarterback position. So even if he slips in accuracy, we've seen Josh Allen be a slam dunk QB one, even in that case. It's all going to come back around for him. And I do think, you know, we're going to see a better version. We'll see something more akin to what we saw last year than what we saw the first couple of years with Josh Allen. Too many good playmakers there. I think defenses are overplaying the pass a little bit. Yeah. You can see that Buffalo's running the ball really well. Eventually, <laughs> defenses will understand they can't just completely sell out because they're leaving themselves pretty vulnerable there as well. So, yeah, lots of things that can kind of shake out for Josh Allen to improve uh, where things are going, including the schedule. Yeah, I think uh, that is certainly going to be the case. Josh Allen about to go boom in Buffalo. Number four. Oh, yeah, let's march on. Oh, yeah, let's talk about a Chicago Bear. Oh, yeah. Uh, I may be stiff as a board right now, Brandon, because uh, just announced before we hopped on the podcast today, Justin Fields ah, is going to start in Cleveland. Can you believe it? Matt Nagy actually <laughs> did it. For now. For now. Oh, Fields. I know th- I know that Josie, you know, uh, vacation far, far away. away is my love is your song for him. But Sting Fields Fields of Gold, uh, you know, kind of seems apt for right now. Just to, with his first starting designation, it, it feels so good. Well, it could be instant riches for this guy, Allen Robinson, uh, who I think you need to buy on the bear right now. Twenty three point eight percent. Uh, the target share is what he has enticed so far. His A dot is disastrous at 6.8. That's wide receiver 71. His yards per target, 3.9. What? That's wide receiver 85. Nagy has misused him. Uh, they are not running many routes with him beyond 10 yards, but that's all about to change with Justin Fields. That Howardser arm uh, could really stretch defenses. I think it's a boost for Ryan Robinson big time. I think it's a boost. Uh, for Darnell Mooney as well, who's got electric open field speed. David Montgomery, everybody wins with Justin Fields. And if Fields goes out and makes a cannonball splash in his first start, that's going to be all she wrote for Andy Dalton. Uh, get Wally pipped here rest of season. Uh, you look at the upcoming matchups. Get Cleveland this week, 8.7 YPA allowed. Detroit, 10.8 YPA allowed so far this season. Then Vegas, then Green Bay. So, Al Robinson, who's outside the wide receiver top 24 at the current moment in time, uh, that will not last much longer. I think he's going to get back to his back end wide receiver one ways. Are you with me on buying low? 
Yeah, look at 2015, an inaccurate, uh, you know, mobile quarterback in Blake Bortles. Allen Robinson went for 14 touchdowns, 1,400 yards. You know, last year with mainly Mitch Trubisky, kind of the same deal, inaccurate mobile quarterback, 1,250 yards and six touchdowns. Justin Fields, maybe unrefined, but he's got an arm and he can run the RPO system. And I think that's just going to, you know, he'll be a better version of Trubisky. And he should be. You know, hopefully a better version of Blake Bortles, although Bortles had a decent year that year. It was all garbage time. But, uh, you know, in terms of arm talent, Justin Fields trumps Trubisky and Blake Bortles in my mind. Yeah, no doubt about that. Welcome to the party, Chicago. (laughs) Justin Fields, who has never lost a game in the state of Ohio. Hopefully he's going to keep that trend going against the Browns in week three. Number three. All right, let's talk about uh, a premium running back. At least he was on draft day, and his image may be tarnished a bit. That is Antonio Gibson of the Fighting Footballs. Uh, I'm still buying low on him, my man. Uh, Why? Because of the opportunity share. Top 10 among running backs in that category at 72.7%. Look, he's accumulated 38 touches over the first couple of weeks, and the secondary analytics ain't too shabby either. 3.27 yards after contact per attempt, forced five missed tackles on 33 rush attempts, and his routes run per game are up from last year. And I know people can't wash away the bitterness from the J.D. McKissick touchdown, but uh, that was just all about opportunity within a hurry-up scheme for McKissick, and it was able to cross the chalk, much of the chagrin of Gibson backers, but better days are ahead. Maybe not so much in Buffalo this week as the Bills have given up just 3.4 yards per carry, but after that, you get Atlanta, New Orleans. So New Orleans has been really stout in the trenches. Then Kansas City and a fungible Green Bay defense. So Antonio Gibson, uh, I think bright days on the horizon here for him. Uh, you better buy low now because that window is about to slam shut. Uh, what are your thoughts on grabbing Gibson now before it's too late? Yeah, your your best buy low candidates are the running backs who've getting a ton of volume but just haven't found the end zone yet. And their value drops down and and fancy managers get impatient and they, they fail to kind of really look deep into the numbers. And they think J.D. McKissick is a thing. You mentioned he stole the one touchdown. It was on a two-minute drill. Uh, you mentioned uh, the passing routes for Antonio Gibson. I mean, he has the same amount of targets as uh, J.D. McKissick, same amount of catches. Just McKissick had that one long catch that kind of really outshined um, Gibson. But you just want – look, if you said after two weeks that – McKissick and Gibson were going to be even in targets and in catches. Hell yeah, you're signing up for Antonio Gibson. Uh, (laughs) Hell yeah, he's almost seven times more carries than J.D. McKissick as well. So, yeah, just give this one time. The rule of three, he's probably going to find the end zone this week. But either way, he's pushing 20 touches each and every uh, week, and that's what you want. That's exactly right, man. Volume speaks the numbers, the touchdowns, they shall come. Stay the course or just buy him for nothing and get Antonio Gibson. Number two. All right, let's move on to a guy again that I tabbed, uh, the Jonathan Taylor of the 2021 NFL season, and that is juggernaut Javante Williams, who's going to blast off soon, I think at least to Neptune. Brandon, maybe Uranus, maybe Pluto, uh, maybe well beyond that into the darkness of space. But uh, Javante Williams has looked great so far, working in a split 
backfield with Melvin Gordon. It's only a matter of time before he overtakes the veteran. So far, uh, behind the curtain, 3.04 yards after contact per attempt. He has forced 11 missed tackles on 27 rush attempts. It's the fourth highest mark, uh, and there are a lot of volume guys ahead of him uh, on that list in the NFL. And he's, you know, again, had 50% of the opportunity share. He's gotten some red zone work, hasn't found the end zone yet with four red zone touches. And listen to the schedule upcoming uh, because there's some pretty decent matchups on the horizon. You get the Jets this week, 4.2 yards per carry allowed. Baltimore will be tough at 2.8 yards per carry allowed uh, to the running back position. And at Pittsburgh, Vegas, you like that matchup. And then at Cleveland, you know, it may still take another three, five uh, or so weeks, uh, but he's going to start chipping away. Uh, at that timeshare and start gaining some distance from Melvin Gordon. And it could be an unreal, a spectacular second half of the season one that could be defining for you if you get him now on the cheat because he could take it to the playoffs and maybe to title town. So what are your thoughts on Javante Williams? You going after him hard right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, you you would love to hear that, you know, Javante Williams averaging 13 and a half carries through the first two weeks. Our whole deal was, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time to overcome Melvin Gordon, but he's getting almost even split with Melvin Gordon. And he's is, you know, his numbers are better. If you're looking at the advanced analytics, the yards after contact and all that. Um, and you talk about that schedule. I mean, it's, it's opened up great, but really the way the AFC West is shaping up, the Chiefs are the third most fantasy points allowed to the running back. The Chargers are ninth, and the Raiders are 11th most. They have six games, the Denver Broncos do, upcoming against those AFC West opponents. And oh, by the way, you get the Lions and the Bengals mixed in during the playoff run. I mean, Javante Williams might have the best running back schedule the rest of the way of any running back in the league. And if he just continues to do what he's doing, he's going to separate himself from Melvin Gordon even more. And he's going to reap huge benefits of that schedule. No doubt about it. Uh, Get your mitts on Juggernaut Javante now before that slash discounted price expires. Number one. Oh, and number one uh, here in our by-low candidates, it's got to be Saquon Barkley uh, because, look, the training wheels are about to come off, Brandon. Uh, you know, coming off the extended layoff, uh, getting some of those extra days to rest. Remember, he played 58 of 69 snaps in that loss to fighting football's last Thursday night football. Uh, you know, that all that should do him wonders. The extended rest, the increase in usage, and Daniel Jones, too. Uh, the poor man's Lamar Jackson – uh, suddenly uh, utilizing those legs will really open some things up for Saquon. So this is your last opportunity to get him at a slashed rate. 2.83 yards after contact per attempt. Nothing to scoff, off, uh, scoff at there. That's what he's not so far this season. Only forced three missed tackles on 23 attempts. And I know there's offensive line issues, but I think the Saquon of old is about to resurface. Upcoming schedule, get Atlanta this week. 4.6 yards per carry allowed. Then at New Orleans, then Dallas and the Rams – and the Rams, uh, not nearly as unyielding as we've seen in years past, give it a four and a half yards per carry. So Saquon, who I'm getting a lot of uh, you know comments on social media about, hey, Brad, uh, should I trade this player for Saquon? Uh, universally, I've said yes, yes, and yes again. And I think you're with me there. Yeah, for the first time this season, I've ranked him as a top 10 fantasy running back against Atlanta. He had 84% of the snaps last week. You mentioned the training wheels have come off. I likened it to when you go to the hospital for some kind of a procedure and, and you recuperate. And then when you have 
to leave. They make you like sit in the wheelchair and wheel you out to the front door, even though you can walk there. That's kind of where Saquon Barkley was the first couple weeks. They're wheeling him out to the front door. Now they say, okay, you can get up on your own and you're free to go. And I think this is where he's at metaphorically. He is free to go and to be turned loose in a great matchup against Atlanta. Should just continue to build. He had the 41-yard run in week two that looked like Saquon Barkley. Not everything else. You know, a lot of the just kind of make something out of nothing stuff still needs to come. But I think we're going to see some of that this week. And we're also we should start seeing him getting more involved in the passing game. It's just a huge weapon. If you look at what they've done the first couple of weeks, there's only been a couple of, you know, a couple of uh, catches, I think, in each game. There's so much more room for that to be opened up. And I, I expect that to start happening this week as well. Yeah, I think it's 100 combined yards with ease this week and at least a touchdown. He's got to get back on track oh speaking of track that's a wrap on this edition of the fantasy fast track yeah oh rapido mode we like to squeeze in a lot of info at a quick pace on this show please follow us on social media brandon at brandon funson on twitter me at noisy huevos drop us a rating and a review would you kindly as well and until next time adios amigos